0: What's up and welcome to the DualSense podcast for episode 176. My name is Jason. I'm one of your co-hosts. Sadly, I'm not joined tonight by your other co-host, Travis. He's not feeling well. I don't think he'll mind me saying that uh, he's throwing up and pooping. He's got it coming out both ends, as they say. So I'm going to fly solo for this penultimate episode of the podcast here. And uh, don't have anything really witty to say without Travis, no clever names to go over or anything like that. I let me tell you, I have been having one hell of a time trying to get uh, everything working tonight. It's now eleven thirty my time, and I've been having a lot of technical difficulties. Don't know what's going on with Audacity. It's pissing me off though. I can tell you that for sure. Uh, but I do have a frosted coffee from the Chick Fil A with me. Never had one. Never had one. Um. I don't hate it, you know. It's not bad. It's it's vanilla ice cream and coffee mixed together. Uh, it's interesting. So it's uh, hopefully going to get me through here for this very late recording of the DualSense podcast for you all. So got uh, got some interesting things to talk about this week. Uh, more than than uh, than last week for sure. But uh, if you are new here, thank you for joining us. Sadly, you're coming as we're heading out the door here. This is our second to last episode of the show here. We're going to be uh, riding off into the sunset, though not disappearing, just not recording podcasts anymore. But uh, if you enjoy what you hear, we still would appreciate a rating or review on your podcast service, a like or comment on YouTube. And uh, of course, we'd still love to chat PlayStation with you and gaming in general over on social media. We go by at the Pod pretty much everywhere, including X, Instagram, threads, Facebook, all that good stuff, but uh, just primarily stick to to, uh, Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. So, us there, let's chat. Yeah, without further ado here, I'll just hop right in. It's always a little bit different and weird without Travis, so I'll I'll do my best. I'll do my best here. Let's start with number one. Multiple industry insiders claimed this week that Xbox is considering bringing some of its first-party exclusives to other platforms, such as PlayStation and Nintendo. It all started with the Nate the Hate podcast making the original claim, which was later corroborated by more well-known insider and giant bomb journalist Jeff Grubb. Grubb stated that he has heard open-world multiplayer pirate RPG Sea of Thieves could come to, to both PlayStation and Switch. Former Kotaku editor, uh, editor excuse me, and Axios reporter Stephen Totillo later confirmed that he was hearing the same thing from his sources. So with three separate industry insiders all hearing the same news, it is surely a possibility that Sea of Thieves and other titles may jump ship, pardon the pun, off the Xbox platform. It would stand to reason that Xbox has a lot to gain by bringing flagship live service titles such as Sea of Thieves to PlayStation, where it would surely find a large audience. There are also rumors that Tango Gameworks' Hi-Fi Rush will make the move to PS5 as well. And in fact, I think there's an old... Uh, ESRB rating or Australian rating from maybe 2022 of uh, Hi-Fi Rush, so that's kind of old news. But uh, anyway, both appear to be on the table. I would say that you know, if three insiders are hearing this, then it, there's obviously some smoke there, right? Where this where this fire is at. So uh, I think that's it's definitely a possibility. It's very interesting to consider. We've talked about on the show a little bit about. You know this idea of Xbox becoming a third party you know and and maybe they just need maybe that's their their strategy you know moving forward in that they know they're not going to sell more consoles than playstation, and you know the game pass model is is kind of stagnant uh and, and to be fair, so is the playstation plus model uh in a way, so you know I don't think you can rely totally on those you can't bet your entire ecosystem and and vision and strategy on on a subscription service and selling consoles um i would say so you know maybe it's a smart savvy move to say listen we've got some big games that you know we that have that we've a live service game like sea of thieves that's already have ten, tens of millions of players on xbox and pc uh, people spend money on this thing let's get it on playstation let's get people to, to buy it first of all it won't be on game pass they'll have to buy the game and then they can buy you know cosmetics and spend in microtransactions and whatever and that's you know that's revenue flow and of course you know PlayStation would get a 30% cut of that in theory um that's typically their standard deal but um you know it's it's still i don't know it's it's hard to believe in a way right because you know uh, an Xbox game being on PlayStation but with that said there are some examples for instance you know MoYang Mojang however you say it the 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 people who make Minecraft that they're owned by Microsoft now and Minecraft is still on PlayStation of course and then there's the Elder Scrolls Online and and things like that and even the Fallout 4 next-gen update is coming to, to PS5 still so there's you know there's those instances of of legacy games uh, that have been on PlayStation in the past staying around and 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 kind of you know continuing to be on PlayStation after these acquisitions, but that's not the case with Sea of Thieves. That would be, you know, a new IP that has no legacy on PlayStation making the move to PlayStation. And I think that is a major, massive shift if it happens. Of course that nothing's nothing's happened yet, but that's a major, massive shift in how Xbox does business and what it means for them as a player in the industry. And, you know, I've talked about it several months back on the show when we thought, or we were talking about the, the, the possibility that game pass could come to PlayStation. I, and that, I mean, if this happens, I think that's more of a possibility, if not a probability than ever before. But at the time I was saying how, if Xbox starts putting their games on PlayStation, then what, per, you know, what, What are the reasons why you would own an Xbox? If Especially if Game Pass comes to PlayStation. You know, you just buy a PlayStation. You can get all the PlayStation exclusives. You can... I mean, I I would highly doubt that uh, PlayStation's games are going to come to Xbox with the exception of, you know, like, MLB The Show uh, or potentially a live service game. Who knows? So maybe they both do this. I, I don't know. I think maybe all of that is on the table. I don't know, but I, and maybe Microsoft's just the first one to blink because they're losing right now, this generation, and it's uh, it's certainly a big, big deal. I don't think that Microsoft is doing this, obviously, because they like each other, in, in term, meaning they, that they like PlayStation, they're doing this for their bottom line, and it could be a Hail Mary, or maybe it's always been a part of the plans. I don't know. Uh, it would be interesting to know, however. So we'll have to wait and see if this pans out. This is just rumor, conjecture at this point, just things people are hearing. Nothing official. Although it seems to uh, to carry carry some water. Number two. HBO's highly regarded television ad- adaptation of The Last of Us had a busy news week. For starters, the showrunners have cast actress Caitlin Dever as Abby for season two. Dever, or maybe it's Deaver, I don't know. But she is known mostly for her time on the last man standing, a sitcom with Tim Allen, justified with Timothy Oliphant, and unbelievable a, a series on Netflix, or limited series I should say, while also acting in films like No One Will Save You and Booksmart for the big screen. And uh, No One Will Save You is wonderful. It's a weird alien movie. In other casting news, Emmy nominated actor Young Mazzano Mazzino, excuse me, was cast as Jesse and is- Isabella Merced, 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 let's say. I don't know, I'm probably butchering it. Has been cast as Dina. Mazzino is known for his role on Netflix's acclaimed dramedy Beef, while Merced has been in Dora and the Lost City of Gold and Sicario 2. Meanwhile, the show's first season cleaned up at the 75th Creative Arts Emmy Awards, taking home eight awards, including Outstanding Guest Actor for Nick Offerman, Outstanding Guest Actress for Storm Reed and a number of other production awards for sound and picture editing as well as visual effects. Yeah, so you know, as as expected with how big the show was, the the, the first season of the show was for HBO, it really no surprise that it won some awards, although it did get snubbed at the Golden Globes in favor of another HBO show called Succession, which is a wonderful show. So, didn't pick up any Golden Globes at several Emmys, and uh, well deserved in my opinion, especially for some of the production Awards like editing and picture uh, or visual effects and picture editing, I should say. And, you know, it's just, it kind of cements how The Last of Us has injected itself into mainstream pop culture. And it made sense. We talked about this at at the time, but it made perfect sense for PlayStation to put their most important IP, their most important property on HBO who is is known for prestige, high quality television, and it, it worked out. You know, it paid off. They, 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 they bet on the right horse in this instance. So uh definitely leaves big shoes to fill for some of these other shows that are coming, like the God of War show at Amazon, you know, the the uh Horizon series at uh Netflix and so on. What I suspect is that much like PlayStation video games The Last of Us will be the very top of the quality bar for PlayStation Studios or PlayStation Productions I should say in terms of series and, and films so which is fine I mean I think that they know that that's why they put it with HBO and it's well deserved uh, season 2 is supposed to be coming in 2025 so yeah so it's it's it was a big night big week for The Last of Us. And uh, the remastered part 2 for PS5 is uh, imminent. Coming out this week, the week that you're listening to this. Number 3. Sony revealed the January additions to the PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium tiers this week. All of the following titles will be available starting January 16th. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Resident Evil 2 Remake. Just Cause 3. Lego City Undercover. Session Skate Sim. Hard Space Shipbreaker, Shadow Tactics Blades of the Shogun, Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song, Survive the Aftermath, Rally Cross from PS1, Star Wars Episode One The Phantom Menace from PS1, Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection, Legend of Mana, Secret of Mana, and, oh yeah, so Secret of Mana was the last one, excuse me. But Sony is also adding a curated list of Crunchyroll series via the Sony Pictures Core app. So, there's that pretty pretty good month. They they finally got me cuz I had bought Tiny Tina's Wonderlands just like a month or two ago on a on a pretty deep sale and now here it is included in the subscription but that happens sometimes. Uh, Resident Evil 2 remake won't play it too scary but obviously that's a really big one. Very highly regarded remake. There uh, just cause 3 is cool. It's a fun game. Uh, just kind of like an open world sandbox. Uh that hardspace ship ship breaker game is intriguing. It's like you go, you're you on a space station and you're salvaging parts and fixing up spaceships and space stations and stuff like that. It's kind of neat. Uh, Shadow Tactics Blades of the Shogun. It's a cool isometric stealth action game um, to check out. I think there might be a demo of it. I'm not sure. No, what else here? Survive the Aftermath or Surviving the Aftermath. I can't remember. Uh, that's an interesting game like a real like a management kind of a 4x strategy game Uh, city builder it it looks interesting I don't think he reviewed very well but um, might be worth checking out for some strategy nerds number 4 Sony also revealed the most downloaded games on the Playstation store for the month of December this week on Playstation 5 the top download was Modern Warfare 3 followed by Madden 24 Grand Theft Auto 5 NBA 2K24 FC twenty four, Spider Man two, Baldur's Gate three, Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora, at number eight, by the way, which I'm going to talk about in a moment. Number nine was Ark Survival Ascended, followed by Hogwarts Legacy, God of War Ragnarok, Mortal Kombat one, UFC five, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Alan Wake two, The Crew Motor Vest, uh, Resident Evil four, Rainbow Six Siege, and NHL twenty four at number twenty. Over on PS four. The top downloaded game was also Modern Warfare 3, followed by Red Dead Redemption 2, Minecraft, GTA 5, Madden 24, NBA 2K24, EA Sports FC 24, Batman Arkham Knight, The Hunter Call of the Wild, Hogwarts Legacy, Game Beast, Need for Speed Heat, Black Ops 3, God of War, The Forest, Star Wars Battlefront 2, God of War Ragnarok, Rust Console Edition, Red Dead Redemption, and NHL 24, also at number 20 for PS4. On PSVR 2, the top downloaded game was Five Nights at Freddy Got Fingered, Help Wanted 2, followed by Among Us VR, Beat Saber, Arizona Sunshine 2, Job Simulator, Pavlov, Swordsman VR, Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, NFL Pro Era 2, and Synapse at number 10. And then in Free to Play. So I got something to say about this too. The top downloaded game was Fortnite, followed by The Finals, and Roblox, then Lego Fortnite, Warzone, Rocket League, Fall Guys, Fortnite Battle Royale, Apex Legends and Rocket Racing. So, backing up first to PS5. I have to say I was totally wrong about Avatar. It uh came out December 7th, I believe, had a, you know basically the entire month and it only was number 8 on the top downloads. Mm, that does not bode well for that game. I I of course, we'll be interested to see the sales data from Circana, But I just don't think that that game has has done very well at all, which really shocks me, considering the IP and it Not it's not a bad game. It's a, it's a cool game. I've still have been dipping in and out of it. Uh, I'll talk some about that in a moment. But uh, yeah, not a good time for that game. I think it did not help them by missing the release of the second window last December. So there's that too. And then the other thing I wanted to point out, too, was over on free-to-play. What Epic is doing with Fortnite is egregious, in my opinion. I mean, not that these download lists matter all that much, but, but in a way, they could. You know, what if a studio has a milestone or like, a financial bonus for its employees? Like, maybe there was something in their contract that said if they were in the top 10 most downloaded free-to-play games that they got X amount of money, right? So with that in mind, now you have to compete because they have all these different SKUs and quotes on PlayStation Store for Fortnite. They have just plain old Fortnite. They have Fortnite Battle Royale. They have Rocket Racing. And they have Lego Fortnite. So of the top 10 Fortnite has four of the top ten most downloaded free-to-play games, although they all go to the same thing. It's like Call of Duty HQ. They all feed to the same thing. So why do they have four SKUs, four pages, four landing spots? It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Why is PlayStation letting them do this? You know, I just think it's ridiculous. And then also the other thing about free-to-play, the finals, after December, is the second most downloaded game. And I think that that has a chance to, to hang around there. That's an amazing free-to-play game. I think it's got some real stickiness in that. Uh, I'll be interested to see once January rolls around and we know what, how, the, how well things did in that month. Or this month, I should say. Uh, where, where the finals is at. Number five. There's also a bunch of news nuggets here as well. And normally Travis would uh, jump in here with me spill spill his, his thoughts. But... Not here this week, so I'll I'll do my best here. You can listen to me. First Nugget, Sony held its consumer electronics show presentation this week, and while absent of any major news, we did learn a few interesting things from CEO Kenichiro Yoshida. For starters, PlayStation had a record-high 123 million monthly active users for the month of December on the PlayStation Network. They also showed the first footage of the in-development gravity rush film, just out of nowhere as well as teasing a new Patapon project of some sort. Oh, and they also drove the Honda Afila car out on stage with a dual sense controller, which is kind of cool, and the car is going to be added to Grand Prix's most 7 at some point, apparently. So, no major news there, although apparently uh, a lot of people were playing games on PlayStation in the month of December, 123 million of, of us, actually, to be precise, so that's um, a pretty healthy number. Don't give a shit about the Gravity Rush film. I know a lot of people do. However, I'm in, I am curious morbidly about what they're doing with Patapon. Like, and I think that's more the most interesting part about both Patapon and Gravity Rush are the is that the, those are two PlayStation properties that are extremely niche that are not mainstream at all. And they are apparently all in. You know all in enough to make a movie, all in enough to make a new game for Pat upon, and uh, that's very interesting to see that that is even, that either of those are even a part of their plans to begin with because they are you know notoriously focused on mainstream is how I would say it so that's definitely interesting. also there's no shot on buying a car that's controlled by a dual sense after the whole submarine thing uh last year. No sir no, thank you. Next nugget. Titan Forge Games announced Smite 2 this week. The popular 5v5 MOBA is getting an Unreal Engine 5 sequel that will come to PlayStation 5 in the future, although no release date was given. But an alpha test is planned for later this year, which you can sign up for right now on the game's website. Open-world action RPG Sandland is launching for PS4 and PS5 on April 26th. Dragon Ball creator Akira Toriyama. A game that riffs all of those fake mobile game ads you see on social media is heading to PlayStation after trophies have been discovered this week. The game is called a yeah. You want those games, right? So here you go. Let's see you clear them. And uh, I got to admit, this definitely caught my eye. I think it's actually now on the PlayStation Store uh, for wishlisting or per- maybe even purchase. I don't know. But it's it's nine ninety nine, I think. And it's it's a funny concept. Also... Arrowhead Game Studios revealed that Helldivers 2 will feature cross-platform play between PC and PS5 at launch on February the 8th. They also revealed the minimum and recommended PC specs for the game if you're interested. And one interesting note about this game is that in Sony's CES presentation, backing up a little bit, at the, they had, a, they had a, footer, a footnote that said that the game was releasing February 28th, which freaked me out and, and some other people noticed it as well. But apparently it was just a typo, and it's still on track for February the 8th. So, uh, it's great. It's great news. So stoked for that game. Can't tell you. Also, cult hit, cult sim. Hack and slash RPG Cult of the Lamb will receive a large free update on January 16th that adds sex to the game, among many other changes. Get excited about that. Pardon the pun. Website Video Games Chronicle reported that SAG-AFTRA, the Actors' Union, has approved a deal to allow the use of AI voices in video games, a deal they claim was approved by 80% of its members. Sega or Sega or Sega announced that it has appointed Shuji y- Yutsumi as its president, chief operating officer, and chief executive officer of Sega America and Europe. Yutsumi was one of the founding fathers of Sony Computer Entertainment. End of the original PlayStation console. So he's an OG for sure. Alan Wake is coming to dead by daylight as a playable character on January 30th. Research firm Ampere Analysis claims that console users spent 1.6 billion hours playing Fortnite in the month of December of last year, which is more than get this, more than Call of Duty, EA Sports FC 24, Grand Theft Auto 5, Grand Theft Auto Online, and Roblox combined. Combined. That is insane. So, I mean it makes sense when they got four different SKUs on the PlayStation store, right? Ubisoft has released a free demo for Prince of Persia and the Lost Crown on PS4 and PS5 ahead of its January 15th release. I did play it and I'll talk about it in a moment. Also CD Project Red Veteran Matus, Tomaskivsky, Thomas Kivitz, Thomas Kivitz has been appointed as a creative director at Polish studio Rebel Wolves, a studio itself comprised of CD Projekt Red veterans. The Canadian websites for both Walmart and Best Buy leaked the existence of a PS5 DualSense quote-unquote V2 this week. The controller supposedly comes with a charging station and quote-unquote exceptional 12-hour battery life, according to the retailer listings. And uh, I definitely need one of these. My two OG white ones barely hold an hour charge at this point so definitely need one that can uh, last a while longer it's interesting that it comes with a charging station i'm not uh, that that seems inaccurate to me but could be wrong also the next modern warfare 3 and warzone season is launching on january 17th featuring a new multiplayer map called rio new modes such as team gunfight infected and headquarters in a cosmetic crossover with Amazon series The Boys, among other new editions. Microsoft and Mo Ying announced that Minecraft Legends will cease development after nine months on the market, meaning that no new content will come to the action strategy game. Website Push Square reported that insider Jeff Grubb believes the new PlayStation State of Play is coming, quote-unquote, in the next few weeks. To that end, Silent Hill 2 remake developer Bloober Team stated this week, that the marketing cycle for the game will ramp up, quote unquote, very soon, and uh, I think we're I think we're getting one for sure. I think that uh, it would make sense, right, that Silent Hill Two remake is there. So, their comments saying very soon they'll start marketing the game uh, definitely lines up with what Grub is hearing about the state of play. Also, Wo Long Fallen Dynasty will get a complete edition with all three DLC expansions on February seventh. Sony has begun retroactively rewarding PlayStation Star's loyalty points that were not awarded around the Christmas holiday for many users who made purchases on the PlayStation Store. Konami has revealed Rocket Knight Adventures, Resparked and a Felix the Cat bundle, but neither bundle has a release date at this point. Diablo 4's third season will launch on January 23rd, but no further details were given at the time of writing. Publisher Nacon will release Taxi Driving Simulator, Taxi Life, a city driving simulator, on March 7th for PlayStation 5, and I cannot tell you how excited I am for this. I'm stoked. I just like I mean, stoked. Not kidding, not joking. Very excited. Next nugget: Jeff Minter's arcade game Aka R is getting a port over to the PSVR 2 sometime in March. Warner Brothers announced that Hogwarts Legacy has hit 22 million copies sold and claims it was 2023's best-selling video game, which we still don't have official confirmation of. Game Engine Unity software is laying off 25% of its workforce. I think it's actually 35% or 1,800 jobs that it announced this week. The PC version of Horizon Forbidden West, which is due out early this year, will support DLSS 3 when it launches, and that's another potential state-of-play game. The official Spyro the Dragon Twitter account appeared to be teasing a new game this week, posting a picture of Spyro smiling with the caption, quote, you gotta believe, end quote. Never been a Spyro guy, but I know know a lot of people are. If you were wondering, the Microsoft-Sony-FTC Activision fight is still not over, as despite the merger closing, the FTC is still disputing the merger. Should the FTC win its current court case, Microsoft may be forced to divest all or part of ABK. Microsoft recently requested more documents from Sony, which a judge denied. Website PlayStation Universe reported that the following games received update patches this week. Apex Legends, Baldur's Gate 3, Overwatch 2, Amnesia the Bunker, Metal Gear Solid Master Collection, NBA 2K24, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, The Finals, Guilty Gear Strive and Madden 24. So if you've been waiting for some new content or fixes, look into those. Also, Quantum Air developer Team Kill Media announced its next game this week. It's a Dino Crisis and Turok mashup called Son of Bone. Or Sun and Bone, excuse me. It is releasing later this year on PS5, which is a very quick turnaround from their first game about firefighters, a firefighter in space. A demo for Japanese action RPG Granblue Fantasy Relink is now available on PS4 and PS5. Work on a new DLC for indie RPG Sea of Stars is in full production, developer Sabotage Studio announced. Website Kamatsu reported that adventure game Song of Nunu, a League of Legends story, will launch on January 31st for PS4 and PS5. 90s-inspired survival horror game Elisa will release for PS4 and PS5 on February 6th. Interactive Movie Trilogy Immortality is coming to PS5 on January 23rd. Narrative Deduction Game Little Guardsman will launch for PS4 and PS5 on January 23rd. Now, that, that looks like a cool game. It's like a more whimsical Papers, Please, sort of, kind of. Action RPG Zuan Yuan Sword, The Gate of Firmament will come to PS5 later this year. 3D board game Rich Man 11 will come to PS4 and to PS5 sometime in March. Side-scrolling action, or sorry, side-scrolling puzzle g- action game, excuse me, Gift will launch for PS5 on May 9th. Side-scrolling horror RPG Withering Rooms has added a PlayStation version, but no release date was given. Visual novel Konosuba, God's Blessing on this Wonderful World, Love for These Clothes of Desire, will launch for PS4 in the West on February 8th. Going head-to-head with Helldivers, too. Good luck. And finally, Gamotsy reported that developer Gotcha Gotcha Games will release a PS5 and PS4 version of RPG Maker with, but no price or release date were given. And that is all for the news this week. I'm going to jump in here for the new games. Normally, I would turn it over to Travis at this point, let him read them, but you got me tonight. So first release here, January 9th, we got Drift Rain. I think it's drift racing game. January 10th, we got Icarus and the Prince of Sin. January 11th, Top Racer Collection. And also War Hospital, which is an awesome-looking strategy management game where you manage a World War One field hospital. Looks dope. Travis pre-ordered it, actually. But don't think he's been able to play it. January 12th, we got Grotto. Shino Ruby, Demolish and Build Classic on January 16th. We're getting Toy Trains for PSVR 2, so jumping ahead a little bit here, that's this week. On January the 18th, we're getting Bonson Knights for PS5 and PS4, as well as Bulletstorm VR on PSVR 2, Prince of Persia and the Lost Crown on PS4 and PS5, and The Cub on PS4 and PS5. And then finally, on January the 19th, we're receiving The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered for PS5. So, a pretty... Pretty good week, you know. There's the real big one, obviously, is the Last of Us Part Two, but War Hospital looks cool. That's interesting. Bulletstorm VR is a big one for VR, and uh, Prince of Persia: and The Lost Crown is getting excellent reviews. It's like in the high 80s on Metacritic, and uh, yeah, so decent month here. And then Toy Trains looks really cool for PSVR too. Look up a trailer for that if you haven't. It's exactly what it sounds like, but it's still cool. All right, so that's all for the new games. And uh, I'm going to start to wrap things up here. Very short episode without Travis. So uh, apologies, but uh, still wanted to to get you the news here. So it's a, it's a maybe the shortest episode we've ever done potentially. But uh, so this week I've been playing the finals. Travis and I played uh, a few nights this week. And the only thing still to say about the game is that I love it. You know, it's, it's, it's an awesome competitive shooter. And for, for, you know, it being free to play, you have no reason not to try it. If you're a fan of the old Battlefield, like, Bad Company games, all the, the destruction, these mm-hmm. environments are fully destructible. I say fully, but mostly destructible. Like, 90% in the game really uh, can change the outcome of, of a game and, and of the map, so that's super cool, and uh, I just adore it, man. I think it's a wonderful game. Uh, the other thing I've been playing is Vertigo 2 on PSVR 2. I can talk about it now. They've said there's no more embargo. But I've been reviewing it for GamingNexus.com. And uh, you can check out my full review over there. But the long story short of the too long didn't read is that it really didn't resonate with me. I thought it was uh, pretty average in my opinion, which I know I'm in the minority on. But uh, it's one of those games that just doesn't really do anything bad enough to stand out in a negative way but doesn't really do anything good enough to stand out in a positive way. So, you know, that's my opinion. You can read my full review um, if you like. And then uh, I'm playing one more secret game at the moment, one more redacted secret game at the moment. So I'm talking about that in the near future. But I'm looking forward to several things. Obviously, Helldivers 2 is coming up in the next uh, few weeks. Stoked for that. I'm excited about the... Banishers Ghost to new Eden game, excited about Pacific Drive. So it's getting ready to be a busy month, going to ramp up. And then sounds like potentially a state of play any, any day now, maybe perhaps by the end of the month of January. So we'll see. So um, anyway, that's it for me. That's it for the show. So that's a quick 36 minutes or so and out. So you're welcome, or maybe you're not welcome, depending on how you feel about it. So uh, apologies again for Travis not being here, but. Uh, Definitely didn't want him trying to uh, be on the show while puking or shitting his guts out, one of the one of the two. So, uh, again, thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to find us on social media. Where we go by at the Pod. I would love to hear from you in chat, playstation on there. Would appreciate a rating, or review wherever you're listening. A like or a comment on YouTube is always helpful as well. So, I uh, definitely appreciate those things. Uh, again, thank you for listening. We've got one more show in us next week. It's the uh, the grand finale. Hopefully, we don't have any technical difficulties or any dumb shit so that we can do it. Uh, don't put it past us, though. <laughs> uh, that would be uh, the way that we'd go out is we'd have technical difficulties and not be able to record, right? So we'll see. But uh, if this is it, then thank you very much. Hopefully, it's not. But um, if this is, then thank you sincerely from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, you all have been very kind to us and uh, supported us and we appreciate that greatly so if you've ever listened to us thank you so much and and just know that we're still around we're still on youtube posting videos and on social media and everything so please reach out to us and and keep in touch and chat with us and um, yeah thank you And we'll have one more show hopefully next week with if no one gets sick or microphones don't shit the bed or anything like that so have a great week and uh, I'll talk to you next time Bye bye